Hi there, so here's Julian of Gorod, and you're listening to Brutal Delicious Podcast. One, two, three, the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Ooh, the Brutally Delicious Podcast. The Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hello, hello. Good to, Good to see you. Yes, yes. <laughs> How are you today? Very good. Yeah. yeah it's, pretty, it's been a pretty busy day, but that's, that's all good. <laughs> you doing press all day? Yeah, also, for, not only that, because I have like plenty of other jobs, and I'm also, I'm, I'm actually also a tour guide. So, I'm oh, really? Preparing the, yeah, the, this is low season right now, but we are getting ready for it. So, are you in, emails are you in and stuff. Uh, no, I live in Toulouse, so this is the very south of France. This okay. is just like 100 kilometers from Spanish border. Nice. So you do like uh, bus tours? Not, not really. It's like more um, really city tours in or what is really about heritage. So oh, I'm, nice. gui- I'm making guided tours in uh, castles, churches, uh, oh. everywhere where, where you see classified monuments, museums, sure. Wow. I'm an art historian, actually, so yeah, we sure we're preparing everything and also the album release, and so it's everything at the same everything time. Everything at so once, right? Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Well, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, we can jump right in. Um, breeding silence. I, I don't even know where to start. Holy cow, that's a that's works on so many different levels. It's a blistering technical masterpiece, but it also has a really, really heavy message as well, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, for once, this is something pretty new to Gora, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What made you guys decide to tackle? I mean, I know we're all going through the same nonsense, but is that what was the catalyst to tackle the the heaviness? Well, you mean how we might we, we got into this kind of stuff? No, no, no. I mean, it, the message of the song is so intense, right, and so timely. So yeah. To be really honest, <laughs> see, we were you know, composing new stuff, and uh, um, it all starts the same way because in Gorat, the, all the music comes from one person, which is our mastermind, which is Mathieu, the uh, main guitar, main guitarist, and guitar composer. Mm-hmm. So, all what is about the lyrics is always inspired by the music for me. It means I'm unable to write text or to write some lyrics without the music. So then that that music already existed, and it sounded melodic, so there is a lot of emotion in the end, there is something epic. So when it's epic, you feel like there is a struggle, that can be a war, that can be something like this. And also super intense at the beginning, and there is some kind of martial arts or whatever. And so I was inspired first by the music, but it really started uh, when the war between Russia and Ukraine started, actually. Mm-hmm. That was the context. And I have... Um, very close friends now who is, used to be one of a uh, old school fan of Gorod who lives actually in um, in Kiev oh, so he's Ukrainian and when the war started I was chatting a lot with him in the beginning just to get some news and stuff and we were chatting and actually there is one sentence that, <laughs> there is one quote that is uh, that is actually from him Oh, and really? this is a discussion, yeah, we had together, and he was talking about what was about, about the battlefield, about everything, and he told me that thing, and I was like, yo, that's really something, and I told him, okay, well, there will be something 
come from you on the next song because I'm, I was currently writing it already. I had already the, the thought of the, um, uh, you know, the quote from um, from Hegel that is, yeah, listen to the for, um, forest that, that grows rather than the tree that falls. Right, that's like the chorus of this song. Yeah, so this is, yeah, a quote, a philosophical uh, quote. And the entire album is most based on philosophical uh, thoughts and thinkers and this is a bit changing this is absolutely not sci-fi this time or fantasy of an art historian this is more really I would say focused on the reality on the real things and because right. of all these experiences we started to live and I started to think that okay let's not be really political but we cannot like stay blindfolded with what, all what happens around us and we have to get because I don't want didn't want to take a political position, but look further, look deeper in the human thoughts, in right. the human things, in what we are. And this is all this is all what it's about. And time to time, when there is big context, then when there is something big, people think blah 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 blah. They're talking right. about things they don't know. And oh yeah. <laughs> However, I think this kind of music or heavy music in general is really good at getting this point across, right? Because it's got the the sort of aggression and emotion already in the musical part of it, and then when you add that sort of theme to it, it really drives yeah. it home. Yeah, to me, it makes more sense, sure, because when it's like super brutal, but there is no sense behind that, it's just music for musicians. Okay, that's good. I'm fine with it. I love also like, just, let's say, stupid lyrics because it right. fits also with the music and it depends. But if your music is a bit more, uh, I would say, um, refined and there is a bit more, also, it has to be coherent, all of that. And this is all the time we're trying to make something that, that fits with it. Yeah, I mean that's the concept of the music and the concept of what you are you have to say right. that fit together. This is an opportunity. Oh to yeah, also to send a strong message, because most of the time you can just chat with your friends or you go at the pub and you say stuff and right, and Nonsense. then it's done. Right. When it's in the on the music, when it's a piece of art, then you have this chance to have a message that can be re-read, reinterpreted, and so. And I think just staying with this subject for one second, then we'll go on. But I think music has always had a way of doing that, right? From the 60s, you had the protest music. In the 70s, you had, you know, what was going on in Vietnam and everybody was reacting to that. So art Absolutely. in general, all kinds of art in general, like, you know, art, art, like painting art or whatever, I think is a really good reflection of the times and a good way of dealing with it for both the artist and the viewer. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, that's really important because, yeah, as mentioned before, I am an art historian. So this is also my job and to make this kind of transmission. And I love to study art history more than history because you have to focus on the artifact, on something that does exist. I mean, <laughs> it has, it's more, you can touch it. <laughs> you can touch a piece of work. And even if it's like 10 centuries old, you can try to make some interpretation, make comparison, and then you get into this thing. It's not only just a speech, just not only a writing, because yeah, the writing you can sure you can change everything, but there is something that is more true, <laughs> I would right, say, right. with the artifact that that lie a bit less. So an artwork, even it comes from an artist, to me lies a bit less. But this is an interpretation. This is why I like to sure. start it. And for me, yeah, this is the same the same process. That is, on the way, art. 
So you said the uh, one one member of the band writes all the music. How hard is it? It's so technical. I mean, really mm-hmm. technical. How hard is it then for everyone else to try and learn, <laughs> learn it from him? Because some of that stuff, I I can't even believe he's playing. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's pretty hard. But yeah, this is Matthew, and so this I, I I think also this is also why Gora didn't change that much in the musician way because it comes from the mind of the same person. And um, this is his way to make music. I mean, he doesn't, he's not really into the really demonstrative stuff. Like, he doesn't want to show how good he is, or he's just playing the music, he, how he feels it. And this is someone who's, who is really into, he has a, he has been following a classical teaching, I would say, but he's also a big fan of all what was progressive in the 70s. Uh, for instance, that comes pops up in my mind directly. King Crimson mm-hmm. is one of his favorite bands, sure, and all this kind of artists, Frank Zappa and uh, Chick Corea, and sort of he's the, really... the avant-garde sort of stuff, also. Absolutely, isn't to the avant-garde of the late sixties and the seventies, and um, this is something we agree a lot too, because you know, in this band, we are five different person with five different musical tastes. Right. <laughs> so right. that makes all the thing not that simple. But with Mathieu, so the composer and I, we are the 70s guy. And the others are a bit more connected with the 80s. So there is always a rivalry. And sure, this the thing is that, yeah, everything comes... I mean, when he finishes a song, when he shows us a song, there is already the drum drum track that is programmed. There is or, There are already two guitars that are with harmony. Oh, wow. Because is unable to think like a one guitar without harmony because he's really into harmonizing stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is his touch. This is his personal touch. And if you listen to the first demo of Gore, uh, it was Gorgasm back in the day. Right. If you listen to it, there is the same thing that comes from. And also he's a huge fan of you know, Marty Friedman and uh, Chesson Baker. And in Cacophony, then you can hear this kind of yeah. influence of super... Um, refined harmony way of doing things but then yeah everyone has to learn it <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the hard thing but i mean that the drummer makes his own feels his own feeling like he's integrated his own way to play and the the other guitar player who's a soloist as well is like making his own solo is time to time changing things a bit bass player trying right. to make his own bass line but i mean that the basic is already there it's hard to change it. Right. I mean, you cannot change the structure because it's already. If um, it's a time to time, um, there are some friends we are at a party, and I, ha- I have the first project, and I make them listen how it was sounding like at the very beginning and at the very end. Say, oh, that's not that far. Oh, <laughs> no, really? It's, it's, it's it was, pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, everything yeah. is already here, but yeah, you can hear the different details, but it's more about details than the structure thing. So right. yeah, the macho is crazy. <laughs> how difficult is it to play these songs live because it's crazy timing as well right oh this is just a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's, it's really hard work because yeah, everyone has to work on their own at home and then we rehearse uh, i mean the musicians are rehearsing because i'm not considering myself as a musician because i'm a singer and I'm just destroying the music afterwards by streaming <laughs> on it <laughs> But uh, all, all them four, so the um, two guitar players, bassists and drummers, uh, see them usually at least once a week to um, yeah, to practice. Right. Because yeah, practicing home is good, but the problem Timing. is it's tight and it's super physical. 
Yeah. Also, it's really not. It's really hard to play this kind of music. So, and we are getting older also now, so we need more <laughs> <laughs> practice. So, and... so we'll stick with that then for a second. How is it? I mean, you guys are getting. I so saw you're getting ready to go on a tour, and actually, you're going to be in my neighborhood here the last night of the tour. So I'm going to come see you. But um, how mm. difficult is it now that we're getting older to prepare for a a run like mm. this, playing this kind of music? But now it's it's complicated to make it fit with the schedule because you're when you're older, you have a job, you're family time to time but yeah that's a, this is something we're imposing ourselves as like at least once a week like every friday all the musicians together to to maintain the level but even physically right you have to be in some sort of shape to it's carry physically kind yeah of tour out. on yeah. friday friday is physically but also the good thing is that all the band members the uh four musicians don't live too far from from each other it's like yeah, a maximum one hour away, so one one hour drive. So that's possible to do it, like in um, Friday. Right. And also, as we are all close friends, so that's a good excuse to see each other and to party yeah. on Friday night. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And um, I, I am the one who is living the furthest, and I'm like yeah, two hundred fifty kilometers from them. So I need to get yeah, um, between two and three hours drive to see them. But yeah, I'm usually I'm rehearsing like yeah, as you mentioned, for just the day before starting a tour, something like this. And I'm also like teaching vocals and stuff, so I'm pretty oh, okay. I'm practicing most of the time here. For me, it's just like to fix some things. And also, we are working with a click. So right. when you are used to a tempo, it will be the same on practice. So there is no really surprises. The surprises just to get used with that. So okay, we we can more handle it that way. What's been the response to uh? The single breeding silence so far has it been pretty overwhelming well see this is yeah pretty strange because yeah we don't really know how it works now with um you know with the social media social networks everything is changing the algorithm is always changing all the time you don't really really realize if like if the response is good or not but yeah for us it's still kind of the same we still have some yeah we still get some message comments and everything but hard to really realize how it will turn out in the in in person in real right. life especially so, nowadays i mean i don't know i guess people are still going the shows but it's mm. it's interesting shows are different I, right i think that yeah the shows will show it for real in the end because like well, when you see there, there are also I, I know many bits who are have like a crazy buzz like there's everyone's talking about like like you have millions of views, and then you you show go out the show. And there's like fifty people only. What the hell is going on? Yeah, what happens? And some other bands have almost no actually visibility on the internet or like on this algorithm on YouTube. They have really a sm very small views, and it's packed during the show. So it's super hard to get a response, but it's pretty much positive still. But oh, what happens when there is this little change? Really slight change some of the hardcore fans say oh no they changed everything so right. it was better before than it used to be and for us when they say it was better before we don't really understand because we still feel uh, us i i mean in our mind we feel that we are still playing the same music but just we are right. making it evolve a bit but playing still the same thing with right. just few experimental sometimes but nothing more so i don't know it's a it's really subjective but yeah so you guys we'll, have see. Been at, we'll see, I guess, when you get out to the States. You guys have been at this for a really long time. You ever imagine you'd still be making relevant music or still be doing this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, actually, I don't know. The, the band's existence, yeah, for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't feel like we'll, we're going to give up someday. 
Now, I know that yeah, the one day we're, we're gonna be a bit too old. I guess that more than sixty or seventy years old to play death metal <laughs> would be something like weird. <laughs> Sad to play like blues, but yeah, from from now, like I'm not really thinking that thinking that much about the future. Like it's just right. It's long, but yeah, there's still a long way to go. So, so and it's only the seventh album. So they can be why not seventh album? Finish. I mean, that's pretty pretty great considering most bands last an album or two, right? I mean, considering you're seven albums in, that's a an accomplishment yeah. for sure. Yeah, and still when, by doing album, I still feel like yeah, we still were able to evolve to integrate new stuff and, and have something to, to say. Sure, there is always to, something to say. So, so I think you yeah, know. We will see, but yeah, in the future, we say because apparently the, the end of the world is coming soon or whatever. <laughs> right. Every 10 years we hear of it, but it's, we'll see. But, um, yeah, no, so you're playing, the, you're playing the States here, I think, what, March 16th it starts? Yep, this is the first show, March 16th in New York, in Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, yeah I saw that the last one is in Richmond, so I'll be catching that one here in Virginia. But what do you have planned after that for the rest of the year? Um, so we actually we're starting the previous weekend. So we play in the, the 11th of March. This is in the suburb of Paris, because yeah, you know, France, everything is about Paris. Everything right. is about the capital city, and yeah, the scene is over there. Even there are some other cities that are pretty good, also in France for metal scene. Yeah, sure, Paris is the biggest. It's like a sixth of the population is living there. So right. you can imagine that. Whereas, but. There is none. The rest of the year, we are actually, there is no tour that is scheduled in Europe still. But I guess that our agent is working on it because yeah, now we try to divide. To, everyone is trying to make his own job because it's, it starts to be really complicated. So it's sure. More or less, like a, a band becomes more or less a company. So everyone yes. with his sound skills has to do their things. I'm more connected with what is about the road to Bradley. So it means um, I like more um, work in the logistics directly when once it's booked. And about the booking, the promoting and stuff, I'm not really super good at it. I just know that the plans are a couple of show, uh, shows and festivals. So, yeah, we've been booked like a, sure the biggest that we have around is the Hellfest. Right. So we're going to play there on the 17th of June. There is the... Um, and some other fests in uh, in Europe. I, I guess he's trying to book us in Summer Breeze or stuff like this. Oh, nice. But this is still on the plan. It's, right. it's still not booked. And a couple of other very small fests, but that's nice to do also this small fest because it can be a day. It's festival that from June to September are working pretty fine. I guess that yeah. people more go to festival than shows now, um, except if it's a great show. Like for, for instance, yeah, two days ago, there was the Leprous who was playing with monuments. It was sold out <laughs> to this. So, and also yesterday there was Ginger. So oh, Ginger is sold oh, wow. out everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. So those kind of show were pretty well, but time to time when there is a, a slightly more underground, it's harder yeah. because probably because of inflation, because of the price, the raises, yeah, money, right? So hard to say. one one more for you, then, and I'll let you go. But when you're traveling to all these cities as mm. a history buff and as a uh, you know a tour guide and that kind of stuff, do you get out and get to explore a little bit and learn? So yeah, this is the um, the thing that. Um, the legend was like, oh, wow, you're going to tour in so many different places, so you're going to visit it. So, But the thing, this is not tourism. We are at work, and uh, right. the work is like when there is a crazy long drive, like it happens pretty often in the United States. Right. <laughs> I mean, let's say 10 hours drive is 
something pretty common <laughs> and sure you know that you don't have time to make like a tour but no matter what i guess the latest tour we did it was in 2020 so just right before the lockdown right and there were some not days off but when there's a bit of short distance or we can manage i because i'm more handling the logistics this is also the reason why <laughs> i'm trying to handle it i say okay there's six hour drives so we leave at this time then i can go to this and museum i can, I can see this right and i make my own plan so i'm trying to um to to handle it otherwise because i'm really carrying off this but when also when you are touring with a nightliner with a tour bus that's also easier because usually there is someone that is driving during the night right you arrive pretty early in the cities Time to time, if you can, the bus can be parked not too far from the city center. The city time to time is too far, so you have to um, just play with it. Yeah, and sometimes this, yeah, there's a big regret because you are so close to somewhere, but you don't have time. And the mm -hmm. only thing that you will see is the fucking uh, <laughs> the, the, right. uh, the truck, the truck stop, the bar, the toilet of the truck stop, and and the venue, and that's it. <laughs> so that sucks. Yeah, th that's hard, but yeah, sometimes there is a possibility to pay about it, even in the US. And last time yeah, I've been visiting like five or six museums on the last tour. Oh, nice. And walking over the city center. This is what I, I'm going to do. And I saw that some short distance can allow it. So, yeah, I will handle it. Yeah, that's it. good. Yeah, you did want to do that. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. You're welcome. I know so, you're busy. I'll see you here in Richmond in a couple of weeks. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, with the last show of the tour, so yeah. we're gonna be exhausted, but yeah, that should be fun. exhausted. Listen. I'll catch up with you then. Catch you up there. Right, be yeah. well, my friend. Bye. Cheers. Ciao. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music, or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.